Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess. Today's guest is Champaign Mayor Deb Frank Finan. Good afternoon, Deb. Good afternoon. You've been a proud resident of Champaign for most of your life, as have I. Where did you go in the time that you didn't live here? I went to Mount Holyoke College, which is in South Hadley, Massachusetts. But during the time I was there, I spent a year living in London, my junior year. And then when I was in law school, I did two years of law school in Chicago at Kent and then came back here for my last year at U of I. Many people don't know this, but being mayor of Champaign is not a full-time job like it is in Urbana. What do you do in your professional life when you're not mayoring? (laughs) I'm an attorney when I'm not mayoring. Um, And I actually just switched jobs. So I've been in private practice Almost my entire attorney career, I was with the Illinois Pollution Control Board for a while early in my career. I am now at Attorney's Title Guarantee Fund, and I am the vice president for their downstate operations. So I'm still a lawyer, but I am no longer in private practice. Prior to serving on the Champaign City Council, you were a Champaign County board member for 14 years. During that time, of course, you served for several years as the vice chair. Why is that elected body so much more contentious than city council? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I I think part of it is the partisanship. And for whatever reason, the history of that body is that Every vote we took was couched in terms of Republican and Democrat and what will how will that be framed in the next election as opposed to kind of good government what do we need to do to keep things running there was a coalition of the willing and we had republicans and democrats who did work together in the middle to get things done but the partisanship was really really heavy when i was there and you know we caucused separately and we planned separately and it was very hard Uh, One of the stories that I always think about is one of my first votes on the Champaign County Board. I was a brand new board member, and the Democrats asked if they could have input into their committee assignments so that they could, because it was a Republican majority then, they wanted to be able to tell us which committees they were interested in and wanted to serve on. And the Republicans resoundingly said, no, you know, we're in charge and we're going to tell you which committees you sit on. I'm proud to say later when I was vice chair and Steve Mosier was chair that we not only allowed for their input, but we got to the point where we had Democrats that were vice chairman of some of the committees as well. We were trying to change the culture a little bit, but it took many, many years, and, and I, I don't know how it is now, though I suspect that they are more partisan than I would be comfortable with. Even though you have tremendous name recognition, partly because of your time on the county board, you still had to knock on doors and do the campaign game, for lack of a better word. What were some of the things you heard from Champaign residents this time around? I think that our residents continue to be concerned about the violence in our community. No matter where you live, it impacts you. Um, And that's something they talk a lot about. It's always about neighborhood issues. So, you know, if it depends on the neighborhood, streetlights or sidewalks, sometimes it's potholes. One of the things that always surprised, I don't know why it surprises me, but 
generally, I think residents are happy with the city. I mean, they have the opportunity. They've got the mayor on their doorstep, and you expect that you'd get this long list of these are the things you need to do. But most people, I think, love the city that they live in, and they they would like some small changes, but they're not looking for a complete overhaul. I'm glad you brought up violence. That's my next question. Let's talk about gun violence. In order to address gun violence, the council has initiated the CU Fresh Start program. What exactly is this program and what is the city doing? I know that's a broad question to address gun violence. I'll tell you briefly about Fresh Start, but then I'll also tell you about some of the other programs that we're working on. Fresh Start is really, it's a call-in program. So we identify the most likely either victims or shooters that we think might be involved with gun violence. We bring them in and members of the community, both mayors, so Urbana and Champaign, chiefs of police and the sheriff, the state's attorney, we all basically tell these individuals why it is that gun violence is unacceptable in our community and the impact it's having. There's a victim impact person, so a family that's been touched by gun violence. We have a mortician that talks about having to take care of the people who've been shot and their families. And then we offer them this opportunity to work with our social worker and to make change in their life. And if they make that choice, we try to support them. And if they choose not to go that path, then Julia Reitz, our state's attorney, makes it clear that the next time there is an opportunity to arrest them and to prosecute them, it will happen because we're not going to tolerate the behavior. So that's fresh start. It is having an impact. We actually, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but we're a little bit higher than the national average as far as participation results. So that is slowly making a difference. We also have a goal getters program. These are high school kids who a year ago we looked at and thought, what are we going to do to keep them safe and off the streets and you know out of engaging in violent behaviors? They put together a mentoring program for them. And a year later, these kids are still involved. We have three who are graduating. And those three have been accepted to Parkland, and I have been working on scholarships for them. So I am about a couple thousand dollars away from having scholarships for all three of them for two years at Parkland together. And so we're going to keep working on it because we're going to need money for the next round of kids because goal getters will continue but I want them to know that if they can work on changing their life, we're going to stand behind them and try to really get them some help. So that's been a great program as well. And I will give a shout out to Alicia Beck, who's been helping with fundraising, and also Vanna Pianfetti. The, the three of us have really been trying to make a difference for these three kids. The other thing is, uh, a week ago, we had a meeting and we're talking about a new program that's basically a wraparound program for kids and families in crisis. So they'll be identified through the school district and it'll start as young as sixth grade. And the idea is that if a kid is in crisis, their entire family needs wraparound services and that we can't 
just make their school day great and then send them home to chaos at home. Some of them have that, some of them may not, but we want to be able to provide what their family needs or maybe a younger or older sibling needs to try to really make a difference. So school district and the city will be partnering together. Council gave the okay at a study session to move forward and really getting details in this program. And I think at a minimum, we're gonna be putting about 250,000 in school district the same. So it'll be you know, about a half a million dollars to, again, try to make a difference because I am convinced, and I think the rest of council is, that we cannot arrest our way out. And so that piece is important. Police are important, but we have got to start making a difference in people's lives and in families' lives in order to change the dynamic. So that's what we're working on. I've been interviewing you for so long. It's like, you know what I was going to ask next, <laughs> literally my next question. When issues come up like gun violence in schools, the Burnham Mansion, a need for more money to pay for Unit 4, how does council work with Unit 4 and with the schools in order to deal with those issues? I would say in the last four years, this is the most we have worked with Unit 4 that I ever remember. We, we have a lot of mutual interests and we always have. But with all of the construction projects and the permits that they need and, you know, how are we logistically going to do things within the city, all of that has been happening. It generates first from a staff level and then it rises to the policymaker level. A lot of it is initiated by Unit 4 because they're the ones, you know, they are the developer for the construction projects. With respect to the program I was just talking about, that was really City of Champaign. I think we are finally at a place where we realize that city services have to go beyond fire, police, and public works. And I will admit that I was someone who used to say, fire, police, and public works, that's what the city does. But if we don't start tackling these social issues, it will undo everything good about our community. We have got to help children and families. We just have to. And it's the right thing to do. You can make an economic case for also for why we need to do it, but it it's time. And so that came from us and then went to Unit 4, but they are happy to work with us and to partner on programs that'll make a difference for their kids. A big part of that is economic development. Of course, the developments in Midtown, the Curtis Road interchange close to both of our homes has exploded. Garden Hills is about to undergo a lot of upgrades. Are those the three areas that are the focus now of retail and residential, or do you have something a little bit further out or even more immediate that you'd like to see happen in a different area? Well, I think the yards is probably the biggest of all of them, and we are we are still waiting for a final announcement from the university on hockey um, and whether it will be part of that project, but that will change everything for the city of Champaign. You know, and TIF districts are, you know, an interesting thing. I'm, they're hard to explain, and so people get frustrated, I think. But the reality is that the money generated from the new project wouldn't be generated but for the project happening. And you don't really get a whole lot of tax dollars off of an abandoned building or a parking lot, which is what's primarily in the area of the yards. 
So the city will be giving up some money in the sense that money within the TIF district will stay in a special fund and it will go back into redevelopment in that area. We won't be able to use it generally throughout the city. But over time, this project will generate revenue and probably change our downtown dramatically. Changing certain neighborhoods, you meet resistance when you want to make change. And so how do you deal with the, how shall I say, passionate residents of neighborhoods like Clark Park and Old Town who are resistant to see more retail and high-rises come in, and yet you have to look at the taxing and the developmental needs of those areas. How do you balance that? I think our planning staff does a really good job of doing that. Nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, I guess, there are people who choose to live in mixed-use neighborhoods. But beyond that, when you live in a residential neighborhood, you don't want probably the gas station right next to you. Um, And so we try to be mindful and plan with zoning. You have to balance the needs of the city as a whole and also not let things be so neighborhood specific that it can't apply on a larger scale. With Clark Park, we probably will have an overlay district then that you know tries to satisfy some of the neighbors' concerns just in that area because changing the underlying zoning classifications would also change it for similarly situated neighborhoods throughout the city that it may not be appropriate for. And we're continuing to work on that. Um, that's been an incredibly hard one. In town was easier because it really was about just trying to update the rules which had been in place for about 20 years. They already had some rules in place. And so just balancing those needs and you know, making sure that the neighborhood was, was heard. I think we ended up with maybe a little bit more density than they would have liked, but probably size-wise with the multifamily, it was where they wanted it to be. So they could, so people could have more apartments within a building than they wanted, but the building fit with what the neighborhood wanted it to be. We have mayors and leaders uh, from Urbana, Champaign, Savoy, St. Joe, all female. What's it going to take on a national level to get a strong woman in the highest leadership position? Boy, that's a great question. Probably the right person. In some ways, I almost feel sorry for whoever it is for the first time because I think the level of scrutiny will be incredibly high. I mentioned to you off air, I'm listening to becoming Michelle Obama. And I just got to the point where they're in the White House and for the first time they've moved into the residence and she's talked a lot about being the first African-American family and being incredibly aware that they would be held to a standard that no other president and his family would be held to. And I feel like a female president, it will be the same. It's certainly true for the candidates who have run. When I was in college, I got to see Geraldine Ferraro speak at a lecture right after the Mondale Ferraro campaign. And she was talking about, you know, the press talking about her lipstick color and the suit that she was wearing. And they never ask her about policy or all of her years of experience. And I wish I could say we were really far away from that, but I feel like we really haven't been, that Hillary Clinton still got a lot of the same. She's, she, 
manage to navigate that with grace, but but it still is frustrating for a professional woman to have to deal with. Amen to that. Champagne has been rated in the top 50 places to live in the country, according to livability.com. We were the best Midwest food town in 2018. You may not answer this, but you get to pick your favorite restaurant for your birthday. Where are you going to eat? I would say that our our family spends a lot of time at Fiesta Cafe, and it, it for years was our Friday night tradition. So it's one of our favorites. Um, downtown, I am a big fan of Nando. And that seems to be our celebratory place. You stay thin, which I shouldn't point out because you're a female elected official and we don't point out that men are thin, but uh, I know you go on early morning runs often. What other pleasures do you have time to indulge in your hobby life? I'm a reader. I helped my youngest plant some vegetables (laughs) today, Um, but I won't take care of that garden. She'll have to. And I, I love photography, but I would say over the last four years, it is more of a chore than a pleasure. I do it. I, you know, pull the big camera and lenses out when there's something going on with my kids, and then I haven't used it in enough time, in, as frequently as I should. So then I have to think about everything I'm doing. Whereas when you use it every day, you're a lot better at it. Speaking of your children, do they have any political aspirations? Is there anything about them that's going to follow their mom and their grandmother's footsteps? I think it's too early to tell. I think that um, they're way more aware than kids their age. So they could, you know, can tell you how taxes work and what we spend it on and who's running for what locally and have have a much bigger picture about things because that's our dinnertime conversation. But I, you know, I don't know that I'd say that they were fascinated. I would say that and they may not agree, but they've really been blessed with the opportunity of having me in office because their worldview and community view is so much bigger than it would be if we were just kind of, you know, doing our thing and going to, you know, drama or soccer or ballet or whatever, and just kind of focused within our own group of friends and activities. And there isn't a week that goes by that I have the opportunity to be at something I wouldn't be at, but for the fact that I'm the mayor and they often will come with me. And so their world is bigger and I'm appreciative of that. You were a centennial grad and now that your children are central and central bound eventually, is that hard to swallow? It was for about the first six months. Um, I could not bring myself to, you know, put on a Central Marin sweatshirt. But we love Central. It has been a fabulous school for Carly. And she's gotten an amazing education. Her, her teachers are unbelievable. The administration is fabulous. And the tradition of Central is really fun to be a part of. And I'm saying that as a, you know, a true blue charger, but the history runs pretty deep at, at Central. And it's fun to be a part of that. And so I'm glad I've had the opportunity to love both high schools. Is Mayor your last stop? Do you have higher aspirations after that? I can't imagine what they would be. 
I tell people this and I don't know that people take me seriously, but being mayor really is the best job in the world. And I think Diane Marlin says the same thing. And I will tell you at U.S. Conference of Mayors, there are mayors who used to be legislators or governors, and they talk about how being a mayor is awesome. And you can get things done pretty quickly. We might not always agree, but I, you can call me and I will talk to you. We might agree. I mean, but that's the pleasure of it. And it is really fun to be part of this community. I love Champaign-Urbana. Before I let you go, finish this sentence. My husband is so proud I'm the mayor of Champaign. However, this part of my job really annoys him. I would say that it is a rare day that I have a family meal. He really has picked up that piece of our lives. And I think my whole family feels the impact of that. And that's something that I miss. I mean, I make that choice, so I'm not I'm not lamenting it. Sometimes the mayor needs to be at events and it's expected and it's part of what I signed up to do. So that means I miss it. And, and I think he would choose not to have that be the case. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, Champaign Mayor Deb Frank Finan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. 